Welcome to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. It's good to be back in the studio. I have been traveling. Man, I've been traveling all over. I got some pretty cool experiences to share with you. But more importantly, I'm here tonight to take your calls, to talk to you, to help you with anything that you want help with. Look, we live in a chaotic world. We live in a world where there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of people who are struggling in different ways. And maybe you're one of those people who's struggling. And this isn't the show to call in and talk about the world. It's the show to call in and talk about you. Maybe you'd like some insight on how to deal with something. If you do, here's the number. 866-391-1020. Or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the Right Automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Listen, Thanksgiving is coming up. What a holiday. What a time, a symbol of getting together. And as wonderful as that symbol of getting together is for many people, maybe for you, it can represent, uh uh-oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do when so-and-so is in the room with so-and-so? What are we going to do when so-and-so starts complaining? How are we going to make aunt so-and-so happy? How are we going to make uncle so-and-so not get upset? There are so many factors that go on. So I always, I talk about the saying my dad used a lot growing up and he runs a website by it. It's called, this is not your practice life. And that's so true. It's not your practice life, but in life, sometimes we can practice for what life is going to bring us. In other words, my wife and I did this a lot with our daughter growing up. Instead of waiting until we got to a place and then wondering how do we start guiding her from there, we would prepare her ahead of time and say, Hey, we're going to go to this place. This is what we can expect reasonably. And this is how you can handle it. And so we prepare, think about professional fighters. What do they do? They don't just walk into the ring and never prepare. They prepare ahead of time. And so we can prepare, you can prepare right now for what's going to happen at your Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe on your Thanksgiving get together, you are awaiting someone to say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. And you're thinking, how am I going to deal with it? Well, give me a call. We'll talk about it. Here's the great thing about a radio show. We can't see your face. We can't even tell if you're actually being honest about your name. So you can make up a name. (laughs) You can make up an identity, but I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to call in and talk because when we talk, we can dialogue, we can go deeper. We already have some questions that we can get to but I definitely want to hear from you. So first, let me start off by telling you a little bit about my travels. My goodness. So one of the, in the midst of all my travels, one of the things we did was we took a family vacation. Oh my goodness. We went to Disney world. That is literally the happiest place on earth. But why would I tell you about the happiest place on earth and emotional management? It's because even in the midst of Disney world, where my wife and daughter and I felt like we were just walking through heaven the whole time. We encountered people who were really upset. We encountered families who were fighting. We encountered parents who were screaming at their children. My goodness. We saw a mother say to her child, I will rip that toy up to shreds to like a three-year-old. I was like, my goodness, that's intense. This is Disney World. (laughs) You might want to just look around. This is a beautiful, peaceful place. (laughs) 
but kind of shows you that age old saying that you can make a hell out of heaven or a heaven out of hell. Whatever you do, you create in your mind. And yeah, so walking through Disney World, saw some really, really interesting things. Some people who who just lost control on their children and were angry, so angry. They Things didn't go the way they wanted them to go. Um, but in terms of our experience, my goodness, was that beautiful? What a beautiful place. What a beautiful trip. Um, and that part was absolutely excellent. Um, but I'm always on the go. I'm always on the move. After that vacation, I spoke in uh, Washington, D.C., um, which was wonderful. Like I'm talking about addiction. I've, I brought that up on this show before. So if you're struggling with addiction or if you have a loved one who's struggling with addiction and you want to call in and talk about it, that's an important that's an important topic, and we need a space to be able to deal with that. I left D.C. I went to Harrisburg. I addressed about 500 people in uh, the Department of Corrections. That was pretty awesome. Leaders. Man, I love talking about leadership because we are leaders in our own lives. So I don't care if you live alone. You are a leader in your life, and understanding leadership skills is really important. And then I left Harrisburg. Listen to this. I went to uh, Georgia and I worked uh, and I spent a week in Georgia's toughest prison. And I was working with inmates and officers in the toughest prison in Georgia. That was a tremendous experience. Had an opportunity to, uh, I, I worked with the staff. I worked with the inmates. I had an opportunity to see some pretty powerful events and be a part of some powerful events, but that was that was big. And then I've been gone for a while. I told you I have a lot to catch up on. Then I filmed a new TV show for the Travel Channel. And um, I'm only probably going to be able to give you that much of that information so far. But I can tell you that it's a pretty cool show. And you're going to want to stay tuned to that for sure. In the meantime, tonight, this is our opportunity to talk. Whatever you're struggling with. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. If you say, hey... I want to call in and talk to Dr. Conti, figure this out. I want some insight on how to deal with whatever's coming up. Well, this is the show to do that. This is the place to do that. Look, we can always just talk about something, but when we actually put a plan together, you can work on bringing yourself that peace. Wherever I went, whatever I did over these last few weeks, I consistently talked about we master what we practice. So if we want to practice lashing out impulsively, we get really good at that. But if we want to practice peace, then we'll end up getting good at that too. If you want to talk and figure out how to practice peace in your own life, give me a call, 866-391-1020, or email me on the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com, or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. It is the show where we get to talk about you. Anything you're struggling with, give me a call and we will hash it out. We'll figure it out. Try to help you get on the path you want to be on. If you want to talk, the number is 866-391-1020. Or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to line one. Matthew, you're on KDKA Radio. Matthew, you're on. 
Hi, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. I just started watching your YouTube videos, and I just wanted to say that they have been inspiring me, and I wanted to thank you. Oh, my goodness. You're definitely welcome. I appreciate that. What uh, drew you to the, uh, what type of videos were you looking for? Uh, just anger management videos. Man, I tell you what, we all struggle with anger from time to time. What, what aspect of it are you uh, working on right now? Well, uh, I got a DV charge for domestic violence against my dad, and I was using drugs. And uh, to mention, I just graduated from inpatient uh, drug rehab last month. Well, good. Congratulations for graduating from that. How do you feel? How, how do you feel being out? Uh, I feel great. I feel that it's helped. Uh, right when I got out of inpatient rehab, I checked myself into outpatient rehab, and uh, I've been in that for a couple of weeks now. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Listen, we all make mistakes in life. That's a fact. Everyone does. The real the real challenge is being able to just improve from this moment forward. So uh, that's awesome that you're doing that. Is there something in the in particular you'd like to talk about that I could help you with right now? Um, yes. Do you guys do you do anger management over the phone, or where do you call? Or I have no clue where you're from. Are you from Washington State? No, no, no. I'm 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 uh, I'm here in Pittsburgh, but I, actually I'm traveling a bunch. But this is where I do it right here on the radio live. I mean, you hit me up with a question, and we'll talk about it right now. All right. Um, so, what would you suggest? Uh, and because I just uh, checked myself into Kitsap Mental Health. I'm from Washington State from uh Bremerton, Washington, that's where I'm calling from. Okay. And um they got a great uh psychologist at Kitsap Mental Health out here and uh I've been taking anger management pills to manage my anger and uh I just wanted to know do you think that my anger was because of drugs or cuz I don't seem to be angry off drugs? Well, first of all, that's a great, great question. Sometimes it definitely can be. One of the things that happens when we take drugs is it often lowers our inhibitions, and then the things that were deep down inside, we allow those to come right back out, and it comes out easily. So, yes, definitely that drugs can contribute to feeling angry, but something that I've always noticed through the years, and I've been doing this for over 20 years, is a lot of times if it's not inside of us, it can't come out. So if we don't deal with that issue ahead of time, in other words, if we don't deal with what underlying whatever's about to bubble up, it could pop out and come out somewhere where we least expect it. That is why, Matthew, I always say it is better to keep training and thinking about what might come up and then prepare for it. Okay. So let's say I, I will keep training. Definitely. And let's say whatever comes up, whatever might come up, think of it ahead of time. Like, for instance, a lot of times people will say I get angry driving down the road. So I say if you can really expect that there's going to be traffic and you really prepare yourself, say, OK, listen, there's going to be traffic and I can handle it. It's not the end of the world. I can handle it. So one of the phrases I would definitely invite you to keep practicing, Matthew, is it's not the end of the world. And I can handle it no matter what it is you're facing, saying that to yourself again and again. All right. All right. All right I appreciate uh, thank it. Thank you for your advice. Definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your comments. Um, that's pretty awesome. I love to see. It's actually one of the reasons why I do those YouTube videos is I want to impact people all over. I feel beyond humbled that I'll hear from people throughout the world 
around these videos. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's just youtube.com uh, slash Dr. Christian Conti. Um, but I actually posted a video today on alien contact. Oh man, what is that about? You're gonna have to check it out. YouTube.com slash Dr. Christian Conti. So look, coming up, just as I'm saying to Matthew, as I'm as I say to everyone, if we prepare ahead of time, let's say you have people come into your house for Thanksgiving, or maybe you're going to someone's house for Thanksgiving. What I have noticed is there's a big difference between what I call the cartoon world. That's the way the world, the way you think it should be. Well, people should do this. People should say this. People shouldn't do this. And then there's the real world, the way the world actually is. The more you expect the cartoon world, the more you're let down. The more you can align your expectations with reality, however, the better prepared you are for it. And when you're prepared, you're able to handle it much more effectively. Look, some of the places that I go, I mean, I'm in some of the toughest prisons there are. And when I'm in these tough prisons, I talk to people who have done some really, really horrific things. But now the question is, what do you do from this moment? Because we can't change the past. The past is gone. We can't get a second of that back. All we have is this moment forward. And one of the things I try to remind people of in the prison, and it's the same thing no matter where we are, whether it's in a prison, no matter where it is, you're not just making decisions for who you are in this moment right now. You're actually making decisions for who you're going to be next week. And you're making decisions for who you're going to be a couple years from now. Every decision you make is not just for who you are in this moment. And one of the challenges that occurs with people all the time is we make decisions based on who we are in the present moment and not really considering our future selves. So I was talking to a man in the prison who was potentially involved in a stabbing while I was there. It was the first day, second day I was there at this uh, prison. And of course, he wasn't going to tell me whether he was involved or not. That's just not the code. But we did start talking and we had a pretty good discussion. And one of the things I said to him was, look, he was really angry because he felt like he was being accused of something he didn't do. And I said, you know, you have an, you have an option. You can lash out. If you want to lash out, you do whatever you need to do, but just be mindful that there will be a consequence. And that's the thing. We have free will. You have the ability to do anything you want to do in life, but what escapes us, especially when we're young, is not realizing that there are consequences and we can't get rid of those consequences. Sometimes those consequences are not really worth taking care of whatever we need to take care of in that moment. So I was dealing this week too with someone who was struggling, a family was struggling with wanting to connect with their child and their struggle was that the child was doing their own thing. She was doing her own thing and, you know, the family really wanted to connect with her and they weren't able to connect. And that was tough. That was really hard because they're really good people. All of them, they're all good people in the family. But the challenge is sometimes we want so badly for our children to see what we want them to see that we forget 
that they might not be ready to take in that information just yet. In other words, we can't rush experience. All we can do is make ourselves a safe enough space for people to come and want to talk to. I wish so much at times, not just for that family, but for everyone out there, that if you want to connect with your loved ones, instead of focusing on what your loved ones should be doing differently or could be doing differently, focus on the only person you can control, which is you. So there's a question from Bill. His question is this. He says he's been married 17 years. He has nine children. He says he enjoys my videos. I appreciate that, Bill. And he says that he wants peace, but how can he attempt to heal his family because of his stupid actions, he says. How can I attempt to heal my family because of my stupid actions? Well, look, Bill, this is going to be, we're going to go into this question. This is going to go, we're going to go into this a little bit, but here's one of the challenges I find again and again with anger and people wanting to lash out. A lot of times we want to have things fixed as quickly as we mess them up. Unfortunately, that just, it doesn't work out that way. It takes all of a split second to lash out impulsively and say really terrible things. It takes all of a split second to lash out and do really hurtful things. But unfortunately, the makeup time on that is significantly longer. And so part one of my answer, Bill, and I'm going to come back to this coming up. We're going to continue this. But part one of my answer is you got to be patient. Hey, if you want to talk, it's 866-391-1020, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is the show where you get to call in and talk about whatever's going on with you. So that I can help you get some insight, 866-391-1020, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Let's go to the phone lines. Carol, you are on Emotional Management. Welcome to KDKA Radio. Yes, hello, and thank you for taking my call. Definitely. I, yes. I have a son who is recently engaged, and they come to visit me occasionally, not too often, and I've been to visit him. Uh, he was recently in the hospital. Um, now, um, my, I, it just seems like everything I say or want to do for them is taken out of context. Mm. Every time I open my mouth or... Or I and and I really can see their side of it because when I look back on what I've said, I think I can understand how it would have been misconstrued. Mm. Um, so again, they're not completely wrong. However, uh, now they sort of avoid me. Um, but but my. Uh, another complaint that I have about our relationship is um, they kind of feel comfortable whenever I'm acting like um, uh, like I'm handicapped and I can't do anything for myself. Mm. You know, almost like 
uh, they want me to, um, I can't think of the word, but. Uh, the helpless, like they, when you're helpless, is it? Is it? Yes. Yes. And I resent that mm. because I'm, I'm not that old and I do have a setback right now, but you know, I'm, I'm determined to get better and I do tell them that I'm very interested in health and getting better and, uh, well, just what you were saying before about he, he, he isn't ready to receive my information. Maybe he's not old enough or interested enough. And, you know, he has free will, right? So, right. No, again, listen, Carol, I'm actually really excited that you called because this is a this is the perfect conversation to have. You are not alone. I really... If there is anything I could reach in your heart and have you feel, you are not alone. There are so many people out there who are like, look, my child, like I want to guide my child this way, but they are not listening. And But here's where you're light years ahead. Honestly, Carol, here's where you're light years ahead. The fact that you're open and understanding that there are things that you're doing that are contributing mm -hmm. to shutting him down, you are light mm -hmm. years ahead because so many people don't even realize that much. Thank you. So let me. So let's start here. What types of things have you said that you believe are shutting him down? Well, when I walked, when he was in the, he had an emergency, but he's fine now. I think he is anyway. When I walked in the emergency room, he had a kind of a scowl on his face. I mean, he was stabilized. He's fine. He just had like a pain and he had to go in. Okay. So when I saw him sitting in the emergency room, I, I, I had planned on going to the snack bar for him. So I said something like, boy, you look like you could use a good meal. And he and her both took it completely wrong. Like, you know, she wasn't feeding him good enough or maybe he's too skinny. And, mm. and he, he did start to insult. He did start to tell me what was on his mind. He said, look, mom, if you're going to come here and insult us, you know, how do you think that makes her feel? And, and I said, you know, I really didn't mean it like that. You know, I yeah. was just kind of kidding and trying to, and it seems like I do that all the time. Like, so. Well, here's the thing. And this is, this is, this is kind of a really good thing to be aware of. The reality is that people only see our actions, not our intentions. So even though you might not have intended it, for it to come out that way, it sounds like maybe that's how they interpreted it, or that's the, that's what yes. they got to see from it. So, one of the when we're mindful that people only see our actions, not our intentions, it gives us an opportunity to step back and say, okay, wait a minute. If I come in here and I try to tell them things, they're probably going to be taking it a certain way. So, to me, the first step I'm doing is going in and listening. I'm going to say. Forget me telling you anything. At this point, my only job is to listen. Because when you go in as a listener, then they're more likely to, it's like a magnet. Like if you put those opposite ends of the magnet together, they repel each other. If you go in there with information and wanting to give it to them, they start backing up, being defensive. Mm -hmm. If they're young, mm -hmm. they might want to say, no, we already know this. We don't want you to tell us something. We already know this. We want to show you what we know. So if you go in there listening, Hey, how are you? And then just listen. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. how, how does that sound? It sounds good. I just hope it's not too late. It's never too late. I really genuinely <laughs> believe it is never too late. 
<laughs> I do, well, because here's the thing, though. I mean, the challenge will be, and I, I want you to almost picture this. Sometimes you giving that feedback to them, I want you to picture, let's say you have the most, the absolute most perfect advice to give them. Here's what I want you to picture. I want you to picture that it's a giant shield. And as soon as you go to give that piece of advice to them, you're putting a shield between you and them. And so now you're actually putting up a block between the two of you. And yes. even though it is absolutely, it could be the most beautiful shield in the world, but the reality is that shield is preventing you from getting to him. So no more advice at all. I would not be given advice. I would think if I'm giving advice, it's going to be when they want it, not when they don't want it. Okay. Imagine this. Listen to this, Carol. Stick with me here for a second. Imagine I just randomly called you and you're, you got a random call from a radio show guy who's a counselor. And I'm like, hey, Carol, listen, I need you to stop giving advice to your son. You're going to be like, hold on a second. I didn't ask for this. Why are you calling me telling me what not to do with my son? You're going to start to feel, you'll feel all defensive. But because you called, you're more open to my feedback. Yes. And that's how it's going to be with him. If you come at him, you might have the, and I might have said the exact same thing, but if it was like you weren't ready to hear it, you would have been defensive. And that's what happens. People become defensive and they let their egos get in the way. Mm -hmm. And even though I genuinely believe there are times when we have information that we really want to get to other people, the truth mm -hmm. is if they're defensive and their egos up, they're not going to hear it. Correct. Very good. It's it's tough because I feel you. I definitely feel you. It's really hard <laughs> when you want so badly to like give him feedback and teach him some things. It's really yeah. hard. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're sir. welcome. You're definitely welcome. Right. Thank you so much for calling. Look, I think what Carol is dealing with is what so many of us are dealing with. We have information we want to give our children. We have information we want to give others. You know, I've heard in comedy movies before people say that line, if everybody would just listen to me, everything would work. But look, that's not life. That's not life. We can't make people see. We cannot make people see. What we can do is make ourselves a safe enough space for people to want to come to us. Some of the greatest teachers throughout history were teachers who did not go out teaching, but had people come to them and ask them questions. And when people ask questions, they're more likely to listen to answers. Now, I need you to know this, and I want you to hear this. That doesn't mean people will always, when they ask, actually be ready. Because a lot of times people will ask, and they just want to have the appearance that they're ready for feedback. But the truth is, they just wanted to ask to get that out there. They truly don't want to listen. So you always have to assess. Coming up, I'm going to show you how to listen and assess where whether or not people are actually ready to listen or not. 866-391-1020 or Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkradio.com or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is the Emotional Management Show. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Some great calls tonight. Look, I love the dialogue. I love being able to have that conversation with you. Sometimes people get nervous. I've had people reach out and say, man, I want to call in, but I'm so nervous. Let me put your mind at ease. You can make up a name. You can say whatever your name. You can make that. Don't worry about that aspect of it. 
I would rather you call and dialogue because the more we can talk it out, like we did there with Carol, like it just helps you gain more insight. So look, the number's 866-391-1020. Or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Let's say you're just like Carol. You've got some advice you want to give your children. Call in. I'm going to try to help you figure out how that you can actually get your advice heard. Look, it's just, here's the thing. You might have the greatest thing in the world to say. You really might. You might have the ultimate truth to say, but you can't taste food for someone else. Someone else has to taste that food. You can say, look, this banana tastes like a banana. I'm telling you. But if someone's never eaten a banana, you can't give them that taste. They have to eat the banana. They have to be ready to chew it up and taste it. That's how they're going to taste the banana. Look, you may have the greatest advice in the world, but every time someone is ready, here's how you can tell whether or not someone's ready to listen. Let's say you go to say, let's say, let's take smoking, for instance, right? Smoking, by the way, newsflash is not healthy for you. So let's say I come to you and I say, hey, stop smoking. And you're like, why? I don't want to stop smoking. I like smoking. So I might have the great advice, stop smoking. It's not good for you. But you're not going to listen to it if you're not ready to change. You're just going to say, I don't care what you have to say. A matter of fact, listen to this. This is pretty interesting. There's something called the backfire effect. In other words, if you present people with enough facts, it actually propels them to want to defend their position more. So it's the backfire effect. So you might say, okay, so I say, hey, quit smoking. Now you not only say I'm going to smoke, but now you're going to start to look for evidence why it doesn't really matter and why it's perfectly fine for you. So the first stage in any kind of change is not even thinking about change. The second stage is you start thinking about change, but you're not really ready to do anything about it yet. So I might say, hey, Probably not a good idea for you to keep smoking. And you say, yeah, my lungs hurt. I think I read something about the Surgeon General said something, but I'm not ready to quit. So you're thinking about it, but you're not ready to do anything. Then the next stage is you start making small changes. So you might cut back here and there. And then finally, you're actually changing. You're quitting smoking altogether. So let's say I talk to you as though you should be just quitting. Okay, great. But if you're way down in that other stage where you're not even thinking about it, then it doesn't matter what I'm saying. It matters what you're hearing. And that's the key. That's the difference. It's fine to talk just to talk. You can beat on your chest and say, I told them, I told them. Okay, great. You told everybody. Nobody listened. Nobody changed. You didn't impact anyone, but Hey, your ego gets fed because your ego gets to say, I told them I had all the answers. Look, I was doing stuff on leadership this past several weeks. And I had some of these leaders that were the middle management and they were saying, look, I, I'm this person. They don't, they're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. And they're like, I'm right. They're wrong. And I said, that's wonderful. But you actually have an entire group of people who are about a minute away from quitting and if that entire force quits because of your actions, you're then done. So you can be right, but 
There's a difference between being right and speaking in a way that you can actually be heard. If you want to talk just to talk, my goodness, keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to talk so the people actually hear what you have to say, then you have to get around what's called the fight or flight response. So listen, if a bear walked in the room right now, wherever you are, that'd be scary if you're driving listening right now. You're like, how did a bear get in my car? But if a bear came by you, your, your, your brain's fight or flight response, that amygdala, is going to send a message to your body and say, look out, watch out. And now you're ready to fight or flee or freeze, but your fight or flight response is going to go off. Now, just as equally as a bear can set off your fight or flight response, words can do the same thing. So let's say someone comes to you and says, you shouldn't tell your children anything. And now you're getting defensive. Now you're saying, who are you telling me? I'll tell them whatever I want to tell them. Okay, great. So then I didn't actually help you right there. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is, it's not a matter of logic. It's a matter of human connection. You may be right and you may be pushing everyone away from you. And on your tombstone, I mean, I, I just don't, I've never walked by and seen a tombstone that said, uh, here lies so-and-so. You know, no one liked them. They lived miserable and alone. But man, they were right 13,506,000 times. <laughs> but, but there's this, it's not, it's not a tally of who wins. And that's the struggle. That's the problem. We, we get into this egoic position of I'm right, you're wrong. Let me tell you how you're wrong. Wonderful. You know, the, the old saying, standing on a soapbox, comes from in the marketplace, they would take an old crates of soap, the old soap boxes. They would flip them upside down, stand on top and preach at the people. They would preach at the people. They would talk at them. Okay, great. You told them, but did they listen? Did they, did they take in that message? Did you give it to them in a way that enticed them to actually want to know it? There's an old saying that says you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And that's true. But here's another piece to that. You can put salt in his oats and make him pretty darn thirsty. In other words, there are things that you can do that can entice people to want to listen to what you have to say. And I'm going to give you the secret to that. And it's free. This is literally a free radio station. And this is gold. Here's it. Here's what it is. If you want people to listen to you, listen to them. Once people feel safe, once people feel accepted, once people feel not judged, then they're willing to open up. Then they're willing to talk. Then they're willing to say something. But if people feel like they're going to be condemned, then why are they going to open up? Now I can hear people out there right now saying, well, people just don't want to be told they're wrong anymore. Except, remember, this is a show that's all about you. You're in that category too. Because you're not wanting to hear that what you're doing is ineffective. And that's the whole part of it. We don't want to hear that what we're doing is ineffective. We want to know our way is the right way and everybody just needs to listen to me. But that's not humble. That's our ego. And that's pride. 
But when we can set pride aside, when we can set our ego aside, when we can lead with humility, when we can lead by listening, we can make a difference. Look, if you want to talk, 866-391-1020 or email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is the Emotional Management Show. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is the show where you get to call in, talk about whatever's going on, get some insight, and change your life. Man, that's a big ticket right there. If you want to talk, the number's 866-391-1020, or you can email me at the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020. On the right automotive text line, that's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Let's go to the phone lines. Diane, you are on KDKA Radio. Hi, Dr. Conti. Uh, I'm so sorry. You're on. I can't. Are you there, Dr. Conti? I'm here. Okay. Uh, so I was curious. I just tuned in right at the beginning, I think, there with Carol that called in. Yes. And I... I wanted to first tell her I think she did a great job at, like, recognizing a lot of things. I know you told her about that as well. And I was curious if you knew of uh, the, obviously, just cognitive behavioral therapy, but Dr. Andrew Lowe and uh, kind of the start of that program of Recovery International. Right. No, I don't, I don't know that program. No? Okay. I was, uh, I'd was. i like to see what your opinion would be on it if you look it up. I mean, um, yeah, there's one meeting in the uh, North Hills area now. There used to be, I guess, meetings back in the day all over Pittsburgh, 20 places maybe, but now there's just one in, um, you know, all of Pittsburgh, and it happens to be up in the North Hills, so... Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. i uh absolutely a big fan of cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, it is wonderful. I think it's a it's a cornerstone for so many therapists to be able to know how to do cognitive behavioral therapy. It's one of the very first things you have to learn in counseling. So uh, definitely a big supporter of that. Thank you so much, Diane, for letting us know about that. Let's go to uh, Paul. Paul, you're on KDK Radio. Okay, okay doctor. Uh, I put some of your stuff to use. You know, just a uh, compliment call. And when I go into traffic, I know traffic is going to be there, like you say. Yeah. So I check out what everyone's doing, and it keeps my mind. I, I open my mind up, to, and just the people like in traffic, they do so so much stuff, waiting for them red lights. Oh, that's so yeah. true. So first of all, thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate that. I really genuinely appreciate yeah. that. And you're right. Um, when you look around, the people are going. Everyone is going through so much. Like literally, every person on the planet has a story. Right. They all have right. a story. We all have a story. And, yes, I yeah, I have a big story. Yes, but yeah. is, is there something that because um, I really, definitely, genuinely appreciate that? But is there something moving forward that you have? Like, hey, I would, I'd like to talk to Doc about that and throw this idea out there. Is there anything I can help you with? You know what? There probably is. Uh, like, I when I go into crowds now after listening to you or into work, I empty I empty some of my mind out, my brain, mm. and I and I want them to fill it up with whatever they're whatever they're going through. Like last night, we was waiting to take a, a 
her brother-in-law to the hospital for heart surgery. And I, I said, you know what? Them doctors are sitting at home right now, and they're thinking about the same thing. Mm. What am I going to do for him? Like, how is it going to go? You know, and, and they were going through the opposite. We were, we were worried about him, but I'm sure them doctors were going to bed thinking, okay, I got to go tomorrow and do a heart surgery. You know? That's honestly such a beautiful thought. I'm really glad you shared that because I think we fail to do that a lot. So I've kind of have made my career around trying to see the world through other people's eyes. And that includes yeah. when people are upset with me. So if someone's upset with me, instead of me racing to be defensive, I think, okay, maybe there's a, maybe I did something. I may, I'm sure I did do something. What did I do? And I start yep. to look first to listen. And I have found that to be tremendously effective, but I'm really grateful you shared that with our listeners because yeah. You're right. That's so true. These doctors are going in there thinking, oh, my goodness, I really want to do this, and I want to do this well. Yeah. I want to do it correctly, right. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. I so, really appreciate that. And then, uh, yeah, and you, you talked to, to Lightning, and I made up this uh, saying that, that I look up at God, and it's just something I do that you know nobody has to follow. But I look up at God, so I don't. So I can't look down on people. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm in the bar. I'm I'm in the trunk of the tree. I'm in the roots. Oh, I like that a lot, and Paul. I appreciate that. I'm looking that. up through in all the branches, you know. And I just plant seeds. When they want them, I plant seeds. If they don't want them, I don't. I don't go with it. That's all. Oh, I love it, Paul. Thank you so much for your call. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Uh, if I'm looking up, I can't be looking down. Um, that's so true. We all struggle so much and. Look, we want the onus to be on other people. We really want other people to be the ones who are making those changes. And look, sometimes people are doing things that are very hurtful toward others, and it makes complete sense why we would want other people to make the changes. But the truth is, at the end of the day, we can only ever control ourselves. We can only ever control ourselves. That's important to know. So listen to this. I was in the prison and I was in Georgia's toughest prison and I was given, I was talking to a, a smaller group at one point. My goodness, I must have given 30 talks during that time that, that week. But at one point it was, I was doing a little bit of a smaller group. There were about 12 inmates in the room. And so afterward, there were people coming up to me saying, you know, this really, this really impacted me, telling me different things that they're going to take from that moment. So I felt very it was really cool to see, but there was one gentleman who was standing there and just kind of staring through me. So I looked at him and I said, my man, was there anything that you could take from this talk? And he said, no. And I said, okay, I get that. Um, what was it in particular that you know that you couldn't get? And he said, uh, you should be giving this talk to the officers, not us. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I said, the reality is that I do give this talk to the officers, but the ones who you want to hear it, they respond just like you did. See, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. When I said that to him, he, he was kind of like, oh, like, I get it. Like, if you're going to shut down, you can't expect others to open up. If you're not going to be willing to listen, then how can you expect others to listen? And we think, no, okay, well, I'll listen, but then we listen for a second. And there's something called the foot in the water principle. I, I, I kind of came up with this. I used to have a center for people convicted of violent crimes up in South Lake Tahoe, California. South Lake Tahoe is a beautiful, beautiful lake. It's a, it's a cold mountain lake. And so if you want to say that you swam in Tahoe, you can't just put your toe in and say, oh, I swam in Tahoe. No, you got to jump in and experience that cold water. 
And I call it the foot in the water principle because if you're only going to half try, if you're only going to half try to listen to someone, hey, I, I tried to listen or I listened for a second. No, if you're going to listen, jump all the way in, listen all the way, not till you get your point across, not till you get to say what you want to say, but so that you can genuinely understand the more we seek to understand, the more peace we're going to have. 866-391-1020 or dollar bank instant access at kdkradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is the show where you get to talk about whatever you're struggling with. Maybe you need some insight. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. And when Thanksgiving comes up, well, there's some thanks to be given. And there's some, uh-oh, we got to watch out for this. You, you, you know it. There are people that you're going to have or be around this Thanksgiving that are going to push some buttons for you. They're going to say that thing, or maybe you're worried about it, or maybe you're spending a whole lot of time worrying about it before it even happens. Maybe you're making it bigger in your mind than it'll actually be. Look, I used to say to couples all the time, it's tough for you to come into my office and tell me you've been fighting all day because there are 24 hours in a day. And if you've been fighting all day, that means you're nonstop. So how much time have you actually been fighting? And one of the exercises I've done in the past with couples in therapy is I've said this week, what I want you to do is just time, get out a stopwatch and time the physical amount of time that you're actually arguing so you don't have to argue less. You don't have to do anything differently. Just time. Now, listen, once you go in the other room, boom, clock stops because you're no longer arguing. So people would come back. And this was fascinating. I've done this for years. They'd come back and say, uh, actually, we argued for a minute and seven seconds. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. Think about the difference between we've been fighting all day versus we've been fighting for a minute and seven seconds. <laughs> Think about what accurate language does for you. When you learn to speak to yourself accurately, it changes things. And that's not minimizing it. That's not downplaying it. That's not, you know, living in la-la land. That's literally just being accurate. If you had a disagreement for a minute and seven seconds, then you had a disagreement for a minute and seven seconds. You didn't have a disagreement for 24 straight hours. If you have something you want to talk about, the number is 866-391-1020, or you can email us at the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 391-866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Look, so I want to come back. I really feel like I did not get to finish early on with Bill, and I don't I don't want to I want to cut that off. Bill had asked about He's been married for 17 years. He has nine children. He says, I want peace. How can I attempt to heal my family because of my stupid actions? And what I started to say to uh, Bill is this. We, we mess stuff up really quickly. And look, Bill, I do too. Look, one of the strengths that I have, that I've always had, is I'm not a judgmental person. And I'm not judgmental because I know I mess up. I know I mess up. In fact, I'm pretty good at learning from my mistakes, but my goodness, I'm even better at making new mistakes. So I have no place to, I, I'm just, I never saw myself in a position to judge. So I have zero judgment for you when I say, and I'm actually quoting your line. You, Bill writes, 
I attempt to heal. I want to attempt to, how can I attempt to heal my family because of my stupid actions? So you're calling your actions stupid. What I'm saying is this, look, you made mistakes and it took all of a split second to do. And I've done that, right? We, we, we say or do something, we make a mistake. It's quick, but then the healing takes time. So here's my analogy for you. I did this yesterday. I turned, I turned, uh, into my, uh, go into the bathroom and I smash my hand off the door. I turned quickly. You'd think I'd know where the door is by now. And I cut my hand. My hand started bleeding. It took all of a split second for me to bang my finger off the door and have it start bleeding. But guess what? It's still cut today. What am I supposed to say to my finger? Oh, I didn't mean to bump you. I didn't mean to bump you. So please stop bleeding. (laughs) I didn't mean to bump you. So I need you to hurry up and be healed. No, that bump was a split second, but that cut is still there. And that's what happens. We say and do things where we hurt people, and then we want them to hurry up and just be over it. We minimize the pain we cause others. We maximize the pain they cause us. Look, if you've said and done things that have hurt people, it's going to take time to heal. This cut took all of a split second to get on my hand, but it's going to be here for a little bit. And it burns in the shower. But look, that's okay. It's it's going to take time to heal. Part of what has to happen is it just needs time. It needs time. All too often, we want to rush other people to hurry up and forgive us. Hurry up and get over what we said. Hurry up and get over it. But we can't do that. And the more we demand that people just accept our apology, that we demand that people start saying, look, he admits he did wrong. Okay, great. But it's still going to take time. It's still going to take time. So if you've ever watched ducks on a pond and they get into a little fight, after they're done with their little scuffle and they go away from each other, they flap their wings really hard. And the reason why they flap their wings really hard is they got all fired up on adrenaline. So the fight's over, they're fine, they're safe, but they still have all this excess adrenaline to get out. So they flap their wings to get it out. So my wife and I, who, by the way, yesterday celebrated our 18th, anniversary. We've been married for 18 years, but my wife and I have said something probably since year one, she could correct me, but I think my memory is it was one of the, probably our first year being married that we kind of heard that analogy. But one of the things that would happen is if we had disagreements through the years and the fight was over and we still had that energy there, we would look at each other and say, I'm perfectly fine, but I just have to flap my wings a little bit. And sometimes, sometimes you just have to do that. You have to flap your wings a little bit. Sometimes when you're done being upset with someone, you still have the adrenaline there and your mind always wants to match your body. So if your body feels amped up, your mind's going to want to match. It takes time. We want to rush things. We want to rush healing, but it just, it it doesn't happen that way. It takes, it takes time. I I want you to know, I got a, a, um, an email. I want to, I want to read this email to you. It says, uh, I have a problem with aggression. Recently I hit my six-year-old daughter and I have an assault charge. I have a court date. Want my kids back. I need help for aggression. Please help me. So first of all, we have someone struggling. You know, I appreciate to write in it's anonymous, but I appreciate that you're writing in looking for help. I do. I genuinely appreciate that you're looking for help. I think a lot of times we think, okay, we justify, we rationalize, but here's the deal. 
If you do something like that, like hurt a child, we can't just say, oh, it's okay. We can't just minimize that. There's going to be a consequence. So that you have a court date, you want your kids back, you say, I, I need help for aggression, please help me. But here's where I want to help. The extent of the email is, I need help for aggression, please help me. And here's why I want to highlight this. If it took a whole lot to go on for whatever the situation was to evolve into what it evolved into or devolve into what it devolved into. And now it's just like, Hey, I want help for aggression. Please help me. So we, there needs to be more. There needs to be more. And again, there doesn't need to be more, but if you really want help, there has to be more. So in other words, you don't have to do anything. You can stay where you are and that's fine. But if you're trying to make a journey somewhere, you can talk about wanting to go on the journey all day long, but there's a big difference between wanting to go on a journey and actually taking that journey. So if you really want help for aggression, then I would say, start to open up, start to talk about what's going on. That's getting in your way. What's driving at you? I get, and this is really, it's not a, to my website, I'll get this all the time on YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel, as I said earlier, youtube.com slash Dr. Christian Conte, C-O-N-T-E. I have a YouTube channel. Lots of people will write in and they'll just give you these one-liners. Hey, help me with aggression, angry, fix me. Like real quick, like, okay, wait, you took 20 years to get to where you are and I'm just going to, what am I supposed to do? Just say a word? It's not a magic pill. Even if, even if I had the magic pill, you'd have to have the effort to take it, but it's not a pill. It's not, it's knowledge. Knowledge is power. And part of the knowledge is being patient and understanding that change takes time. Understanding that if you want to connect with your loved ones and actually impact them, you can't rush it. You can try, probably not going to be very successful. The question that you have to ask yourself is, is what you're doing working? And if it's not, then are you ready to try something new? This is the show to talk about at 866-391-1020 or email in the dollar bank instant access at kdkradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is the show where you get to call in and talk about whatever's going on with you. Look, we all have issues. I say it all the time. There are two kinds of people in the world, people with issues and dead people. So if you're currently alive, you have issues. So do I. We all do. That's okay. We're here to go through this life with each other. We need each other. We rely on each other. And you can rely on me, 866-391-1020, or email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. There are, there to be mindful of ourselves is difficult. It's really, really difficult. It's easy for us to talk about the hate that's in the world. There's a lot of hate in the world that's scary. My goodness, is it scary. There's a lot of anger in the world, and it's scary. I said something the other day on uh, my social media. I said, uh, to rid the world 
of divisiveness and anger, you must first rid yourself of your own. It's easy to point fingers and say that our anger is righteous. Our hatred is righteous. But the reality is, that's what people are saying who are hurting others. And at the end of the day, by contributing to anger, look, we're all, imagine this. This is a movie. It's not, this is real life, but let's imagine this is a movie. And we all have a role in this movie. What's your content? What are your lines? What's the role that you're playing in this movie? Because everything you say and do is contributing content to the movie that is our world. This is the story of our world. You are living history. And we have to ask ourselves what we're doing. So for me, I think it's important for us to be mindful what we take in. So this was fascinating. I watched today going through a store with my wife and we saw that they sell toys of serial killers. I'm talking about like the Jason, the Halloween killer stuff, Freddy Krueger. They sell toys of serial killers. Now children, cause these are toys in the toy section for children. Now, children are get these toys, and they're going to play with them, and they're going to play what? We have to be mindful, and I'm not coming down on just that. It has to be, let me take care of how I can become a source of peace for others. We live in a world that it is what it is. So we're not going to, if you've ever had, if you've ever stood in front of a huge wave in the ocean, you can get really humble really quickly because when that wave overtakes you, oh man, I remember being over, I was a teenager and I was overtaken by a wave one time and my goodness, the power, the awe in that is unbelievable. And so look, we can only ever control ourselves. We're not going to stop the flow of life. We're not going to get it all to stop, but we can, we can look inward. We can look inward. There was a poor man. He was begging for money all the time. He was begging for money, begging for money. He sat on the same box for 20 years, begging for money. One day, a guy came by. He said, hey, can I get some money? Guy said, I'm sorry, brother. I don't have any money, but what's in that box? He said, what? This box? I don't know. I never looked in this box. I've been sitting on this box for 20 years. He said, why don't you look inside? He said, ah. He said, I'm serious. Take a look inside. The man opened up the box. It was a huge piece of gold. He had been sitting on that gold for 20 years. And we think, how could somebody be sitting on, how foolish for somebody to be sitting on gold for so long. But how similar are you and I? We sit on the knowledge that the anger and divisiveness in the world is only going to be healed when we heal it in ourselves. And we know this, we know this to be true, but do we work on it? Do you work on it? Do I work on it? I try. Here's what I like to shed light on. We have to be mindful and it starts with you and me. If there's something in your way and you say, well, I don't know how to get rid of this. Maybe I'm really angry at someone. Maybe this person really hurt me. Maybe they did. Maybe you're struggling with that and you want to talk it out. This is the show to call in and talk it out. And I'm going to be here weekly. So this isn't, you don't call in now. You can call in next week, but I want you to call in. I want you to reach out because we're only going to get to the space that we want to be in 
if we actually start practicing getting there. It's look, this is I got I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to a question here real quick. A question from Mike. It says, Mike, how do I become a motivational speaker? Oh, this is a very good question. Mike, I have a saying for this. So I'm in the prisons and I'm talking. There's my goodness, I gave like I said, about 30 speeches last week, different groups. And when you're in a prison and you're giving speeches, there's no time to uh, to pretend. There's no time to just say fancy words. Because first of all, if you've ever walked through a prison, you know people can spot a fake in 0.6 seconds. So they will see right through you. So for me, being a motivational speaker has almost nothing to do with what you say and just about everything to do with how you live. If you live your message, Mike, you have a much better chance to motivate people. If you just go talk at people and just say, hey, do this, hey, do that, but you don't actually live that out, that's not going to be very successful. I actually don't like to be referred to as a motivational speaker because I don't, I guess my vision of that is slightly different. Like, hey, rah, rah, go get them. Mine is more of shining light on whatever's going on. Mine is more of holding a mirror up to people to say, let's take a look at ourselves. And that begins with me holding a mirror up, constantly taking a look at myself. We are all only in control of ourselves. We're all only in control of ourselves. So this video I made on YouTube today called Alien Contact, you want to check it out. It's about this. What if an alien came down from another world and came directly to your house and lived with you? What would they learn about the world from you? What would they learn about human beings by spending time with you? Would they have a negative attitude toward people? Would they be filled with gossip? Would they, would they be really angry about everything around them? Would they be happy? Would they be grateful? Would they be seeing someone live her or his message? Or would they be learning, hey, you say this, but you do that? What would they learn if an alien from another world came and lived with you? What would they learn? What would they learn from you? <laughs> Think about this. If you were solely responsible for teaching those aliens how to speak, how to communicate, what words would you choose to use? How would you teach them to communicate? Would you teach them extreme language? Oh, this is terrible. So-and-so is, is, is doing such and such. I can't take it. Or would you teach them balance? What would they learn? How about how to talk to themselves? If they watched how you talk to yourself, what would they learn? How do you talk to yourself? And earlier we had Diane call in talking about cognitive behavioral therapy. What a wonderful, beautiful approach to, to life that cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a, the idea of changing your thoughts around and then changing your behaviors around. It's about the idea that your thoughts impact how you feel. What do you say to yourself and what would those aliens learn by watching you talk to yourself? Hey, listen, you're creating content in this world. And if you're struggling and you want to figure it out, and you want to talk through it, how do I get this content, the kind of the, the content that I want, then give me a call, 866-391-1020, or you can email me on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. 
This is the emotional management show. That's the show where you get to call in and talk about what you want to talk about. And it's all about you here on KDKA Radio. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Man, this is the time to call in and talk about what's going on. We got some emails and some texts to deal with, but I definitely love hearing from you. I love being able to have that dialogue. So 866-391-1020 is the number. Of course, you can still email on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Got a great email here from Sandra. It says, how do I start loving myself again? Now she goes on and talks a little bit about anger and hurting her uh, sister and getting criticism from her sister and also not understanding how to uh, let go of grudges against other people. But listen, part of this, how do I start loving myself again? I really wanted to highlight this question because Sandra, you are human. You're going to make mistakes. You might say, yes, but I've really said some awful things. Guess what? You're human. I really do believe that if you knew better, you would do better. We do the best we can with what we have in any given moment. We really do. We do the best we can with what we have in any given moment. And here's the thing. We can look at others and say, it's funny because just the way we can give advice easily to others, but struggle to live out our own advice, we also can be easy on others, whereas sometimes we're really hard on ourselves. And it's tough when we're hard on ourselves. And part of it, Sandra, honestly, I think the reason why you probably struggle and hold on to grudges is you're holding on to grudges even with yourself. So you're not even, you're not really maybe even sure how to forgive yourself. So maybe it's forgiveness in general that you're struggling with understanding. See, forgiveness is about really, really letting something go, like letting it go. Like it's, look, people make mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. And we pick and choose which mistakes we're going to hold on to. We pick and choose and say, nope, this one's not acceptable. I'm going to hold on to it. And then we pick and choose other ones where we say, okay, I'll let go of this one. And it's random. Really, it's random. It's whatever strikes our fancy. But the truth is this. Forgiveness is letting it go. I really do people, I do believe that people do the best they can with what they have in any given moment. As you approach your Thanksgiving dinner, there are going to be family members, there are going to be friends, there are going to be people who come together who have hurt you, who have said things that have hurt you or have lacked saying things, maybe not said the things you wanted them to say and you took that personally. We judge people by their actions. We judge ourselves by our intentions. So If we've hurt our relatives, we say, listen, I didn't mean to do that. But if they hurt us, we say, look, you meant to do that. And so we really, we really hold on to that. Look, forgiveness is difficult. It's difficult until it isn't. See, the one thing I've learned, 20,000 hours of clinical experience, more than that, 20 years, talking to people all over the world is that we are human beings. 
I was mentioning this with Paul earlier. We're all human. We all have a story. We all have a story. And that really strikes me to see that, that we all have a story. So one of the ways that I teach about uh, listening comes from how I taught my daughter about religion when she was young. She gave me, she was five years old and she brought home a pamphlet that said, this is the truth. She was five years old. She said, it's got to be the truth, right, daddy? It says, this is the truth. So I took her upstairs to her playroom and I put her on the floor in her playroom. I had her lie down and I put a big box in front of her and I put four different objects around the box. I had her close her eyes. And then I had her open her eyes and I said, what do you see? And now she was lying very close to the box. So she could only see one side of the box. She said, I see a My Little Pony. And I said, great. Is it true that there's a My Little Pony right there? And she said, yes. She's only five years old at this time. So I said, is it true that there's a My Little Pony on every side of the box? And she said, yes. So I slid her over so she could only see two sides of the box now. Now, on the other side of the box, there was a little book I had set up. She just said, oh, it's a book. Okay. But just because there's a book on this side, does it make it any less true that there is a pony on that side? No, that's still truth, right? So then I said to her, now, is, there a, is it true that there's a pony and a little book on the other two sides? She was only five years old. She said to me, now, daddy, I don't know. And I said, that's it. That's wisdom right there. You only ever see your side of the box. You might see a second side. As a human being, we're not going to see all the sides of the box. But to have the humility to set our ego aside, to recognize that we only ever see a limited number of sides to any given box, that allows us to put our pride aside or put our egos aside. See, the very certainty that we have the answers and that others don't, that's pride, that's ego. But when we can set that aside and realize that everyone has a side to the box, even if you can't see it, even if you really believe that you know their side, you might just not see it. But if you approach every person and you listen, let me bring this all the way back to Carol and all the the callers tonight. If you learn to listen with the humility of understanding that you only ever see one or two sides of the box and you just don't have the other information, then people will feel safe to come talk to you because instead of approaching them with arrogant energy and certainty, you'll start to approach them with humility. Instead of approaching them as a, I'm telling you, you're going to approach them as teach me. And the more you do that, the more you connect. If you want to connect with me, the number is 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access is kdkradio.com. And you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is the Emotional Management Show. And I'm Dr. Christian Conti. I want you to want to look at yourself, but only you have control of what's going on in your inner world. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio.